Once again, you're listening to KGPC Oakland, 96.9 FM, and streaming live at kgpc969.org, and streaming 24 hours a day. You're listening to Here's Where We Meet, a sonic celebration of Lake Merritt in Oakland. This is our first episode, and it is a bit of a departure from future episodes. The sounds you're hearing are actually not from Lake Merritt, but from Coyote Hills Regional Park, which is part of the East Bay Regional Park District here in California, in the Bay Area. It's um, just north of the Dumbarton Bridge, and along the bay and it is a restored marshland which is actually what Lake Merritt used to be one big marsh salt marsh And I wanted to try to imagine what the lake might have sounded like before any humans were actually inhabiting the area, before any Europeans, before even the Native American Ohlone's that inhabited the area for thousands of years prior to the Europeans. So the sounds are the animals and the plants that inhabit the marsh, and will hopefully allow you to imagine what it might have been like prior to any humans being here at the bay. In addition to the field recordings, you'll hear some texts. I'll be reading from some texts, historical texts, research papers that talk about what the area around Lake Merritt looked like. In the meantime, enjoy the sounds.
Lake Merritt today is the pride of Oakland. Located in the heart of the city, it is often described as the jewel in Oakland's crown. The lake's beginnings, however, were much more humble and contentious than one would expect. Oakland developed around a natural tidal slough much larger than the current Lake Merritt. Fed by three creeks which wound through salt marshes to their common destination, the slough was actually an arm of the bay's estuary. Because the histories of the lake and the cities are in because the history of the lake and the city are intertwined, a brief review of the early development of both Lake Merritt and Oakland is necessary.
No detailed descriptions exist of the pristine San Antonio slough which began to undergo a dramatic transformation soon after the founding of Oakland. Early maps show that the tidal slough that would become Lake Merritt consisted of a range of wetland types, grading from open water to intertidal mudflat or vegetated tidal marsh. In 1968, before it had undergone its first major alterations, San Antonio Slough reportedly had a water expanse of over 500 acres at high tide. At low tide, approximately three-quarters of this expanse, or about 375 acres, consisted of exposed mud flats. This included the entire Glen Echo and Trestle Glen arms of the lake. Bordering the mud flats and at the mouths of San Antonio Slough's tributary creeks were large areas of vegetated tidal marsh. Marshlands extended about a quarter mile up Glen Echo Creek and up the confluence of Pleasant Valley and Trestlegan Glen Creeks. There were, there were also sizable marshes at the mouth of Park Boulevard Creek on the southeast shore, in an inlet south of the creek near what is now 2nd Avenue, and on the west side of the slough's lower end, above and below the 12th Street Dam. The vegetation probably consisted of species of typical San Francisco Bay salt marshes, particularly cordgrass and pickleweed, while it is possible that there was some gradation into br brackish marsh at the creek mouths. These small streams probably lacked sufficient year-round fresh water to, to support brackish marsh species.
Although not indicated on early maps, the short stretch of sandy beach along the bluffs of Adam Point probably was a natural feature of San Antonio Slough. There may have been sandy beach habitat elsewhere as well. Upstream, the slough's estuary wetlands graded into the riparian habitat of the tributary creeks, whose banks were lined with trees and shrubs such as oaks, sycamores, bays, willows, blackberries, and huckleberries. Surrounding the slough were grasslands scattered with live oak, with its combination of wetland habitats linked by tidal circulation to each other and to the San Francisco Bay, San Antonio Slough formed an ecosystem that was a small but representative component of the larger estuary. Its open water areas, presumably plankton-rich, then as now would have served a nursery for fish and other aquatic organisms, and as feeding ground for diving and fishing birds such as cormorants, terns, pelicans, and canvasback ducks. Its extensive intertidal mudflats and its sandy beach would have teemed with burrowing and surface-dwelling invertebrates, the principal food of plovers, goodwits, willets, and other shorebirds. At high tide, dabbling ducks such as mallards, pintails, and widgeons would have formed, foraged for aquatic plants and animals in the shallow waters above the mud. The slough's tidal marshes would have harbored fish and both aquatic and terrestrial invertebrates and afforded feeding, resting, and nesting habitat to shorebirds, herons, egrets, and rails. The marshes would have also supplied the ecosystem with essential organic material and nutrients. The tributary creeks may have been spawning grounds for salmon and steelhead trout, and the streamside vegetation would have sheltered an array of terrestrial animals. Thank <laughs> you.
The world of the Ohlone people of just 230 years ago was quite different from that of today. The San Francisco and Monterey Bay area had abundant plant life and animal life. The marshes ringing in the San Francisco Bay were filled with thousands of waterfowl. In the valleys and on the low hillsides, tall bunches of grasses hid herds of elk, antelope, and deer. The streams were filled with salmon, perch, and stickleback. The trees were homes for great horned owls, red-shafted flickers, downy woodpeckers, goldfinches, and yellow-billed magpies. In the San Francisco Bay, gray whales swam and spouted. Along the ocean shore were thousands of sea lions which looked like pavement, according to one explorer. And grizzly bears were in, abundant, were in abundance from all the way from San Diego up to the last region explored in San Francisco.
Once again, you're listening to Here is Where We Meet, a sonic celebration of Lake Merritt here in Oakland. For our first episode, you're hearing sounds from Coyote Hills Regional Park near Fremont, California, just north of the Dunbarton Bridge. It is some restored marshland, which might help us imagine what Lake Merritt once looked like when it was a tidal slough and was flowing freely out to the bay, surrounded by mud flats and trees and grasslands. Coyote Hills Park also has a a lonely settlement on its land, which you can visit and further try to imagine what life was like here before any European involvement.
An early map of San Antonio Creek dated in 1857 shows four streams entering the basin later become known as Lake Merritt. Glen Echo Creek at what is now Grand Avenue and Harrison Street. Pleasant Valley Creek and Indian Gulch Creek, later called Trestle Glen Creek, at what is now Grand and Lakeshore Avenues. And Park Boulevard Creek at East 18th Street. After entering the basin, these creeks were called sloughs and held their confluence to the easterly side somewhere north of the present 12th Street Bridge. From there, they continued as, the, as San Antonio slew to the Oakland Estuary. Prior to the construction of a dam at the location of the present-day 12th Street, The low area of this basin was a tidal slough with the freshwater streams winding their way through salt marshes. At low tides, the basin was a sprawling mudflat with marshes of tule reed and most of the far-reaching arms. <laughs>